a very good evening to all of you my name is bharat and very warm welcome to infosec train welcome to our webinar on ibm curadar in which we will cover from data to defense so over here in this webinar today i will be showcasing you all about what features ibm curadar does have what makes it one of the most prominent and user friendly sim solution with this we will be talking about various different capabilities and features and components of ibm curadar so our today today's agenda will be in which we will be discussing these major five key pointers first of all we'll try to understand what is ibm curadar i'll start with the very basic history of ibm curadar and then we'll talk about like the key components of ibm curadar then we will talk about like how investigation and incident response looks like with ibm curadar and then we'll talk about the uh, that how we can use curadar's additional features to ex extend the capabilities of ibm curadar so that is something which is planned for today so let's start ibm curadar guys it is one of the most uh, i would say beloved sim solution in the market because it is more user friendly the reason is because the curadar's capabilities of providing the functionality from analyst to admin to engineering all on gui so which basically makes it as one of the most important or one of the most useful sim solutions where we can basically perform all the activities or most of the activities not all i will say but most of the activities on the gui itself so let's say if you have to create a user let's say if you have to basically assign a role to user let's say if you have to create a reference set management you have to fine tune your rules you have to basically query your data what if, if i do say that everything you will be able to see it on your environment itself so don't you think that it will be pretty much exciting i will quickly show you a tour of the demonstration of ibm curadar tool that how does it looks like but before that we will be covering our part as well of this particular tool so curadar basically is again like one of the market leaders and it does have neck to neck competition with another some solutions like splunk like uh, we do have microsoft azure sentinel so it is having heading neck to neck competition with these particular types of sim solutions as well but yes it is one of the most gui friendly and user friendly sim solution so what does it makes ibm curadar basically a less uh, uh, you can say so worthy than another sim solutions not at all curadar basically can perform at most every activity which other sim solutions can do so whether you talk about correlation whether you talk about ingestion whether you talk about any other uh, part which a sim solution can do even curadar can do the same so that is something which is the best part of ibm curadar then guys with this ibm curadar let me start with the history of this particular part of this particular tool so in 1999 basically uh, there were a couple of people who were working on high speed network right and uh, that is the time where actually we did upgraded to gigabyte network gigabyte ethernets so there was basically a need of a network operations tool which can perform the 
surveillance and analysis of that those particular networks right and in 2001 basically there was a product name q vision so this is the name of the product this tool basically was being designed for network behavior and anomaly detection and then in 2002 log files were also been added to this particular existing network anomaly and behavior detection tool log files were being added and it was being called as qradar sim solution 2002 which correlates your network flows with your log records and it was performing in its stage it was performing the very early sim capability so this is something which is up over there i guess at the time the version was v 4.3 i believe so after that there was v 5.0 2005 basically which included dsm device support module where we were able to integrate assets from any of our basically tools or any of our vendors and this is the time in 2005 this is the time where qradar's most prominent database in which logs are being stored was being introduced that is aerial database so this aerial database was something which was being used at for the very first time in 2005 then basically the tool itself got optimized every few years there were updates being added to this particular tool like there were sometimes events and flow pipelines were being created and then how it become ibm qradar from qradar from qradar to how it become ibm qradar was in 2011 ibm acquired qlabs the one who designed qradar as a tool ibm acquired qlabs and then it become something which we know today ibm qradar so if i do talk about qradar as a sim solution it can provide deep visibility into our network our users our application activity it can collect it can normalize it can correlate and it can secure your events it can even store your events it can store your flows your assets your network topologies your uh, vulnerability information pretty much everything it can do and that too we can view all it in gui so it can help us to detect any sort of suspected attacks it can help us to detect any sort of policy breaches it can help us to basically highlight any sort of alerts which are being generated within the system so from collection to normalization to correlation it does pretty much do everything even your layer 7 flow capture it can do uh, and it can even do the analysis on that your reporting your searching your forensics against the data which has been gathered it can do all things and the best part which i did talked about its prominent database that is aerial database it is something which is tamper proof that means once the data has been stored into the database 
it will be basically it cannot be removed and the same data basically can be used for your forensics investigation and for any of your evidentiary use. So it can also the uh, one more thing important thing with Curadar is that it can help you with reporting. Now you might be thinking that Bharat uh, lots of tools can help us with the reporting. Every sim solution can help us with the reporting in Curadar. What is different? So again, lots of tools can do this thing, but Curadar can help you to create compliance driven reports and it by default comes with few of the templates for those regulatory reportings and auditing. For example, PCI weekly failures, PCI weekly login network login failures. There is FISMA templates. There is HIPAA templates, NERC, SOX, CIS. Lots of things are there which pre-built comes in IBM Curator SIM solution. And the very much important part for those who are uh, not having IBM Curator in their corporate environment is that it does have something which we do call as a community edition. That means you can just check the minimum requirements because those are huge. You can just check the minimum requirements and if your system does allow it, you can host an IBM Curator in your own environment and you can practice and learn on that. That is totally again available in community edition with a proprietary licensing part. You can use Curator in your home labs. So that is guys about IBM Curator. Moving to the next part. Key components of IBM Curator. So IBM Curator does have like I'll try to mention it up over here. Majorly Curator does have three things or you can say three types of components which can be further divided into categories. The ones are collectors, the ones are processor and the one is console. So you do have collector, you do have processor and you do have console. These are the things. Now if we do divide them into the categories, we can have event collector. We can have event processor. If we do divide them into the uh, category of networks, we do a flow collector and flow processor, but console there is one which is the GUI of your Curator as a tool. So network flows all of your network traffic between two endpoints or two devices is basically being collected or is being gathered by your flow collectors. So flow collectors Curator can use third party flow collectors like Q flow uh, like J flow S flow N flow apart from it. It does have its own flow collector which is Q flow from where it can collect the uh, network traffic from network devices and even for virtual environments. It does have V flow where it can collect the network traffic from your virtual networks as well. So network flows are collected from third party network devices and are onboarded to your IBM Curator via flow collector. And if I do talk about event collector, on the other hand, event collectors are the ones which basically yeah, event collectors are the ones which basically does collects all of your events from your log sources. 
right? Let's say you do have IDS, IPS, firewalls, routers, switches, your end devices, your workstations, your servers, your data centers, from everywhere where you want to collect the logs, the data, event collector can do the same. It not just only collects the log, but it collects, it normalizes the logs, and then basically it bundles the logs, similar logs, which is also we do call as cold scheme. It is one of the features where if there are basically multiple logs which does have the similar activity, right? Similar events, it can basically apply cold scheme and it can bundle those bundle those similar events. So from collecting, normalizing, and bundling, event collector can do the job, and right after that it forwarded it forwards those particular logs to event processor and once event processor guys receive the logs right that means the data which is there in your endpoints once the event processor receives the logs it basically normalizes the logs and like it basically receives the logs in normalized form because collector have already normalized so normalization you can basically say so we are collecting logs from heterogeneous sources that means you are collecting it from firewall your web server your web application firewall your router your switches to one centralized location right now it will be quite difficult for your tool to basically digest all those heterogeneous logs so what we do is we do perform normalization where we do collect all those heterogeneous logs and converts them convert them into homogeneous entries where our sim solution can take those particular logs and perform action upon those particular logs actions like correlation and further analysis so let's say if i do have a log in a different format i'll convert it into a one common format which can be any common event format in which all of my logs will be generated and then we can use those particular logs for our further investigation purposes right so that is what normalization is converting your mixed categories of logs your heterogeneous logs into one common event format and then basically removing redundant log event entries as i mentioned cold skin can bundle those events together right so this is the job of event collector once processor receives the normalized raw logs from your collector the very first thing which it will do is it will store the logs into the aerial database now by default there is no data node available for your storing so event processor has to has does has the space in which it will have the aerial database and it will store the logs right so that is something which is by default but what we can do is let's say if we do have large uh, sets of data being received with us we can have an external data node which can be a separate storage facility apart from event processors storage facility where your aerial database can store those particular logs which are being stored at the level of event processor only 
so once it stores the logs the third step first step it receives the logs second stores the logs third step it correlates the logs now again the thing is correlate now it can be a term which various people can have various different meanings but in a very layman term guys correlate can be basically a simple uh, definition where you do combine two or more event logs together to generate something meaningful that is what we do call as correlation let's say combining your ids ips logs with your web application firewall logs and with your endpoint and web server logs to understand if there is any sort of attack or chain of attack which is going on and which one tool was not able to detect so combining multiple things together that's what we do call as correlation so once it is being done then it will try to identify for any sort of behavioral change right qda does have this particular feature in which it can detect the anomalies on the basis of the patterns and the behavior because it does have something which we do call as anomaly detection engine so guys anomaly detection engine is basically something which can help us to identify the behavioral changes or any sort of policy violation for that particular event if that happens then again there will be a different set of activity but data will go to console anyway if any alert is generated or if any alert is not generated it goes like it distributes the information and that information goes to different parts of console like one might go to magistrate of console one might go to vis of console one might go to a different location of console let's say asset profiler so everything is in within console but it distributes that information if it is applicable and then it sends the events to the magistrate component those who have generated the alerts it will be sending the events to the magistrate component which is nowhere else but only on your console right so this is how your logs basically does travel to your console via event collector and event processor now what happens at console we'll discuss it in few minutes let's do talk about flow collector so flow collector is basically as i talk as i told you guys that in organizations we do have network taps where we are collecting all of our network traffic right so same way we will be having our flows that is our network traffic between two different devices it will be collected via net flows via network taps via span ports via v flows or q flows it will be collected entire of your network traffic from every location it will be collected and once it has been collected it will be sent to your flow processors now you might be thinking that event collector was normalizing the event logs so does the flow processor normalizes the flows yes so flow collector basically normalizes your flows and then passes the data to your or flow to your flow processor so step 1 it collects step 2 it normalizes and step 3 it forwards that is the job of your collector then next as soon as data has been received by 
your flow processor which sort of data it will be it will be of course normalized and draw flows right so normalized raw flows will be collected by a flow processor from the flow collector and then again it will store the logs within itself in its own storage capacity if data node is not available if data node is present then it will store the logs in your data node i'll explain you what exactly it does after flow processor so once it stores the logs as same as event processor receives stores then correlate same it will do the next that is correlate that means it will correlate it with other flows now the best part is it just not only correlates with only other flows but it correlates with your flows and your event data as well right it correlates with your flows or event right and once it is done again curadar's anomaly detection engine identifies any sort of behavioral changes or any sort of policy violation which is there within that particular flow that is network activity and then it distributes the information if needed and then sends the flows to the magistrate component which is again on console understood so that is guys your flow processor Now data node as I discussed earlier it is something which is a storage capacity which will be storing your events and flows that is what we do call as data node understood So why we do use this particular data node because if your processor will be storing the data of course there will be a certain point of time that it will be taking up multiple different uh, space within your processor and then it can hamper your processors uh, you can say so working or performance right. So just to increase the search speed, if we do have a separate storage facility like data node, it can be quite helpful to us. Then this component, these are one, two, three, four and five components of IBM Curadar. These all are key components because this is the inner working of Curadar, how Curadar works, the very basic way. Then there is guys console. This is your user interface in which we do basically manage all the other hosts within our environment right so all of your real-time flows real-time events real-time alerts and everything else will be displayed in this console only so this is your gui of your tool if you do have a vulnerability scanning tool it will be again you will be able to control and manage it from your console only As I mentioned earlier, it includes something which we do call as magistrate. Now magistrate is something which is, you can say so a service which is responsible for processing components. Processor sends the data and 
since it sends the data to magistrate magistrate processes that data and on the basis of that it generates the alerts and on the basis of that we can view we can do uh, see the reports we can see the alerts and we can do the analysis even on this console only you will be creating all of your custom rules as well right so this is basically the part of console then guys vulnerability scanner i believe all of you do know it scans actively scans the servers or your devices for the vulnerabilities it provides the vulnerability information which can be useful for your correlation right and uh, with this we can have various different configuration parameters which can be defined for each and every assets so this is all about your curadar components these are the components of ibm curadar now talking about the investigation and the incident response with curadar now as i mentioned more of gui right curadar gives you a lot of details into one single window first of all for any alert or any incident i will not say incident but every alert alert can be basically false positive also every alert curadar does have a different name ibm curadar call alerts as offense so whenever i will be saying offense i will be meaning that it is an alert right so how does it looks like let me give you a quick overview for that so this is basically an offense window where you will be able to see there are lots of information which we can find for example what was the attack type what was the description of this attack we can see that up over what was the credibility of the attack was it credible that means was it a false positive kind of thing or was it 100% assured attack right we can see that credibility up over here we can see which asset it did compromised right and then there is this asset value also you can see magnitude so it is nothing but how valuable that as uh, targets or the assets were to your business over here magnitude is the numbering the weightage of your asset you can see up over here if it is defined then it also tells us the username which was responsible or the device name which was responsible for the attack for example the attack's source was this ip now who owns this ip whether it's an internal or external if it is internal who owns this ip the name will be mentioned up over here right so that is the part up over here username is there which tells us who is the responsible of that particular attack then even we can see that where like where these particular devices are basically being located that means exactly where you can find that particular user's device in which environment it is and you can ideally basically identify that out of your entire big complex network the asset which is having an alert it belongs to which particular 
network right or where they are basically being located that is something which you can find then though there are a lot of things but i'm just explaining the one which are highlighted then you can see there is something which we do call as forensic reconstructions that means i can recreate the entire scene entire network traffic for those particular attackers or for those particular alerts which does requires further in-depth investigation right so any sort of stolen uh, evidence if you need to find out evidence for any sort of activity you can find it as in log source right so this is forensics reconstruction over here you will be able to recreate the scenario recreate the scene via packet capture and you can basically identify that how attackers or what was the things which they did had right what was the scenario entirely you can see that back in detail then the very next thing is vulnerability so vulnerability is basically something which your remember your previous slide guys if you do have vulnerability server vulnerability scanner you will be able to see that the assets which were the target was those particular asset a vulnerable asset or not it will only work in the case when you will be basically having your curadar vulnerability manager being installed that is totally a different thing we'll talk about it in next slide but yeah this is basically where the same attack window can tell you whether the asset which was being compromised is it vulnerable it does have any known vulnerabilities clear so this is the part then guys we do have one more interesting thing for example this is the source ip right now this source ip which you can see up over here to how many assets that source ip is connected to that you can identify up over here how many targeted assets are being involved so that same source ip which has attacked you if it is basically attacking any other system you will be able to see that up over here this is just guys a quick overview of how attack looks like and how we can start the investigation but in curadar we can go bit more in detail and we can identify lots and lots of things over here like we can identify what is being attacked what is the security impact who is attacking where i do investigate when are the attacks taking place how attack penetrated my system all this information we can find with curadar right curadar can uh, track any sort of significant incidents and threats and can build build a history for us of supporting relevant information so that when we are investigating all those relevant information does helps a lot to make the informed decisions
right so information like point in time point uh, like informations like point in time offending users or targets or attacker profiles or vulnerability state or asset value all these things basically can like active threats and all of these can be the part of alerts and qradar can help you to get the intelligence that how you need to act act upon these type of incidents this is how guys the incident or the attack basically with qradar looks like so investigating in qradar that's a lot of fun actually because it gives you so much of context and data evolving around the incident which can help you to basically determine what was the root cause of that particular alert and if we do have the extended capabilities this is something which generic qradar will provide but if you do extend the capacity of this or capability of this qradar with other cap, uh, like qradar products or other applications of your own it can give you the best possible results in terms of investigating an incident next guys talking about qradar's capabilities how we can extend it so qradar's capabilities can be extended in multiple ways right so you do have these particular pointers in front of you first thing that is qradar extension packs so this is something which you can call as qradar's mechanism of bringing like extension packs are security by default qradar comes with few rules few uh, data right it does comes with few rules few reports and few searches and few reference sets but if you want to basically get more you can uh, download this qradar content extensions which can basically help you to get the updated qradar security templates which will have your latest rules reports searches and reference set and other custom properties as well so this is something which the vendor is giving itself qradar the next is qvm qradar vulnerability manager so qradar vulnerability manager is guys one of the tools it was earlier it was coming as the integral part of ibm qradar itself but nowadays this is something which you have to purchase manually that means uh, you have to purchase separately from qradar because qradar vulnerability manager is not coming by default with the qradar license as of now and you have to separately purchase this particular qradar vulnerability manager by default qradar vulnerability manager does have the vulnerability scanning tool that is openwas which is one of the most prominent open source vulnerability scanning tool but later you can use this vulnerability manager to integrate it with your commercial license tool which can be in your environment like nisus or qualis guard so you can integrate it with it uh, this one with that and it does provides you lots of information about your assets so the more information is been processed on the basis of your assets if your asset does have more information it will be able to create more alerts on the same basis even if there is any vulnerability qradar can detect it and generate the alert 
and it can be basically simply applied on those particular assets. Then similarly, there is QRM, QRM risk manager. It basically assesses the value and the weightage of your assets and on the basis of the number of events, logs and alerts being generated on your those particular valuable assets. It basically tries to assess the attack surface area and it basically tells that what sort of risk are available in your environment and how you can mitigate that particular risk within your environment. So that is something which is again a separately installed appliance which basically monitors your configuration, change to your network environment and everything and then basically we do take it for uh, further to assess and prioritize our risk. Even QVM gives its input to the QRM, like vulnerability manager gives its input to the QRM. Based upon the vulnerabilities, it again assesses the risk within our environment. So that is QRM. Then we do have something which we do call as QRM network insights. So this is something where we do call it as network analysis. So network analysis is something which we do have as a part of QNI. So let's say any sort of network traffic analysis you have to do, any sort of forensics you have to do or recreate the sessions of your network traffic that can be done with the help of QNI, that is QRDR Network Insights. It is something which will give you a lots of information in terms of your networks and capabilities to basically view uh, and analyze your network traffic that is QRDAR network insights. So similar to this QNI, there is something which known as QLI that is QRDAR logs insights. So QRDAR log insights, it's basically a log management and observatory tool, right? So it basically simplifies your data ingestion. It basically investigates and visualize your data, right? So just like if you guys have heard about Kibana, something similar to that, it can help you to create various different types of dashboards and it can perform analytics on terabytes of data with more speed and efficiency. Though there is a separate log activity and network activity tab in QRDAR, but if you want to have basically more of like log analysis, log management, you want to do it in more in detail, QRDAR log insights can help you a lot. Then there is QRDAR advisor with Watson. It is one of the most prominent and best products in terms of cognitive analytics that is with the help of AI and ML, how QRDAR can help us in terms of incident response. It can be done via IBM QRDAR advisor with Watson where it can take on detail and it can basically bring those particular information to your environment. Let's say there is an IP or a file within your environment. So if that file seems to be malicious, you can pass it on to the advisor with Watson for, and then any sort of resources which is available on internet, which is related to that particular file, let's say any IP, any URL, which is actively there in any of the databases, it will fetch it out and it will give us the information on the same. So that is advisor with Watson. Then you do have IBM Xforce Exchange. This is the Threat Intel platform. Now see, the SIM solution does have its own Threat Intel platform. 
just like you do have another threat intel platforms be it crowdstrike or be it open source like alien vault otx misp ibm x force exchange does have 700 plus terabytes of data in terms of threat intelligence which you can integrate with your sim solutions right then there is security app exchange now you do talk about any sort of tool right any sort of application which you want to integrate it with curator you can simply bring it in let's say in terms of cloud security you want to bring aws or checkpoint or google cloud you can bring it up over here microsoft palo alto if you do have any sort of endpoint security like blackberry carbon black bit defender you can integrate crowdstrike you can integrate up over here each and every applications app every tools app will be available which will be acting as a connector between your ibm curator and your tool like endpoint security you do have a tool sentinel one right so it is something which can be integrated with your ibm curator via these particular apps and connectors so there are lots of ready-made connectors which can help you to integrate your another security tools to your sim solution then you do have something which we do call as curator uba that is one of the most useful features of curator and this uba can help you in order to basically understand like it is one of the features i will say which can be purchased at an additional cost though there is some basic uba measures already there in your uh, prominent uh, license uh, your basic license but to get more greater visibility you can have the uba which can give you the information about user activity monitoring in terms of anomalous behavior it will quickly identify the risky users generate some meaningful insights for you and with its machine learning analytics it can identify any sort of anomalous behavior which has been triggered by any user so that is curator uba a lot useful there are lots of case studies regarding this uba that using uba how people were able to detect insiders insider threats and there is curator soar now soar basically is a product which improves your socks efficiency response faster and any sort of skill gap which you do have let's say in your environment it can fill it up so soar basically stands for security orchestration automation and response so this is something which basically helps your existing socks efficiency in terms of incident response process to be increased and automated right so curator soar can be integrated with ibm curator and it can help you to manage multiple of your tasks in by automating those particular repetitive tasks so that your incident response time can be reduced and your average mean time to respond to that incident can be decreased so you can integrate and automate any of your existing responses of curator with curator so now all of these particular things which i have mentioned up earlier all of these had to be additionally get with curator it does not comes with apart from uba a bit exports exchange and security app exchange apart from these three things other things are to be additionally purchased or integrated with your ibm curator as a 
sim solution tool right so that is all about guys curadars capabilities which can be extended to a next level which can help you to do any sort of thing which you ever wanted to do with this product so overall if i do say curadar basically it is a product which can uh, be used for admining like admins can work upon the tool various different accesses can be created which can be separate to the level of access in terms of like uh, analyst l1 access l2 access l3 access admin access engineer access developers access all these things basically can be managed with ibm curator starting from your collection to end your reporting